Hello and welcome to Beatdown. I'm your host, larger than life, Josh Burnell, and joining me on the podcast this week. She swears to the moon, the stars and the sky shall be there. She's Jennifer Lane, everybody. Good evening, Jennifer. <laughs> Good evening, Josh. Baby to you, he's just the invisible man. He's Ed Giordano, everybody. Good evening, Ed. Hey, I don't... What is this reference that I'm being referenced? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, if you're doing Boy Bands Week, there's only one choice for a co-host. We're giving her one more night. Una noche. She's Candace Barlett, everybody. Good evening, Candace. Hello. So, Candace, do you want to explain to Ed what, uh, what our theme was there? No, I, I know what I kind of missed it. Sorry. They, they were all 98 Degrees songs. Oh, oh, they I, were, oh, oh except for Larger Than Life. Honestly, I wouldn't know a bunch of 98 Degrees Dude. songs. Oh, I, I, knew, wow. I knew Josh's and I knew Candace's, but the two in between, I was like, I don't. I don't. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. It's Boy Bands Week. Candace, you are like the queen of 90s boy bands, which is but why they, you were our guest this week. And you don't know 98 Degrees? Great. No, I'm not saying they were that great. They were terrible. Yeah, no, they but. were terrible. Thank you, Ed. They were real, <laughs> real bad. Um, I mean, it's really just just the two boy bands. Oh, it's just NSYNC and Back, Backstreet Boys. What? Okay. No Backstreet Boys. Whoa. N- no. Oh, it's just new kids and insane. It's just new kids and insane. Whoa. No, I like to, I like oh to God, dance, I, I, right? I so in general. And then... I almost went with Backstreet Boys, Larger Than Life. I was this close, but I was like, I was like, that isn't an Ed pick. That's just, that's a, so I, no, I went a different way. That would have been a great showdown, though. Wow. That would have been the end sync. Because I would have, right, that I would have had to choose Bye Bye Bye, because, you know, you got to put certain things up against each other. It's very serious. Is that, is that come closer? (laughs) Jennifer is like, what is happening right now? Yeah, I missed all of this. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I was aware of them but I mean honestly I knew of NSYNC I knew of Backstreet Boys the other ones it wasn't until like I, I didn't know who Nick Lachey was until he did a reality show with his wife mm-hmm. I had no idea oh when he was still with Jessica Simpson yeah I mean yeah. 98 Degrees is like so I found out who she was then too <laughs> See, boy band the situation. only reason I referenced 98 Degrees one because I agree I think they're like the other one but they've also like kind of withstood the test of time in a way like because Nick Lachey is inescapable his brother oh, was yeah. like did surprisingly well on Dancing with the Stars didn't he win I think he won he might have won. Uh-huh. Um, and then the other funny thing about 98 Degrees is they didn't consider themselves a boy band because they were on Motown and all the other boy ba- boy bands were on uh, Jive. Jive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and labels like that. So because they were on Motown, they considered themselves an R&B group, which is also real funny to think about. Um, and they did a reunion record a couple years ago. And there's an amazing music video where they're just wasted in a bar and they don't know the lyrics to their own song. <laughs> And it's just like, you guys just got drunk. Somebody turned a camera on you and they were like, this is our new single. Right. Which is just like their everyday life now, maybe. Is that their... They, sad. <laughs> they were also the most Italian of all of the... Uh, they were the most like... Of all the boy bands. Jersey feeling. Yeah. Like they totally had that. I probably went to high school with them. Like they were yeah. that kind of... Mm. Yeah. And one of them had gray hair in the 90s. Yes. Which is hilarious. Yes. I mean, I feel like 98 Degrees and LFO, same category. Ugh, let's not even. Sorry. My brother lived I, for LFO. Lived. I, I was hoping that there was going to be some BB Mac representation. <laughs> they town. They play right. guitars. Are they a boy band? I, I, That's I, the question. I was, trying, I, was trying, I, was, I was thinking BB Mac is akin to the One Direction. Like, yes, One Direction had a person play guitar, like, at some point. 
but I would still put them in the boy band category. And then I was like, well, I mean, if if, if the monkeys are in there, they're like they're like the monkey brand of boy band. Is <laughs> okay, let's let's nice. hold off on the boy band de- deep dive one second because we got to talk about last week, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are here for a beatdown wherein we will each choose a song that we feel is the ultimate representation of the week's theme, and the week's theme is boy bands uh last week our theme was jim steinman the songs of jim steinman uh the the king of sex drums and rock and roll and uh (laughs) we had some great songs last week and i say great because i totally uh love jim steinman i brought the young love anthem tonight is what it means to be young ed brought the lost love anthem it's all coming back to me now jennifer brought the vampire love anthem total eclipse of the heart but it was our guest uh, who took the prize with the anthem of almost unconditional love. I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. Uh, Brian Collins was our guest. Uh, follow him on Twitter. He's hilarious. Uh, but yes, that was Jim Steinman wow. week. Let's yeah. just dive right into boy bands because I think people, that's really what people want to talk about. Jennifer, you wanted to say something about uh, boy bands. Oh, no, no, no. I was I was just prepared for when we decided, when we talked about the genre to just kind of, you know, get a general understanding of where we're all coming from in the definition of that's all well yeah so we did girl groups right Mm -hmm. and i got a lot of crap because my girl group played instruments Mm -hmm. and people were like a girl group can't play instruments uh so what's interesting is i had a really hard time picking a boy band because i kept wanting to pick a band that doesn't play instruments and i don't really care for bands that don't play instruments or at least don't have the ability so i picked a band which didn't play instruments on this album oh <laughs> and interesting loophole yeah but there's an interesting place because uh a lot of the bands like new kids and backstreet boys when they grow up they start playing the instruments like backwards mm-hmm. backstreet boys played all the instruments on record three new kids played all the instruments on dirty dog which is kind of funny Wait, it is <laughs> funny but like, they usually can play instruments they just don't performance wise because right. it's about dancing yeah. singing playing to the audience and not actually playing an instrument mm-hmm. it's interesting right <laughs> Uh, you know, Jennifer, what's the textbook definition of a boy? Band? Well, I mean, textbook as far as in the, you know, the the book according to Wikipedia, uh, a boy band or a boy band is loosely defined as a vocal group consisting of young male singers, usually in their teenage years or their 20s at the time of formation, singing love songs marketed towards young females. Being vocal groups, most boy bands do not play instruments either in recording sessions or on stage, making the term something of a misnomer. (laughs) However, exceptions do exist. Many boy bands dance as well as sing, usually giving highly choreographed performances. There's a lot so of dancing. Go. Yes, I know. There is that. a lot of dancing. Dancing is very important. A lot important. of synchronization. Mm-hmm. So Choreography Candace, is a big deal. Oh, my gosh. Well, I, I hadn't seen it in years and years, but when I was listening, re-listening to your song today and, and watching the video, I'm like... Oh my God, those clothes, that hair, what? Oh my gosh. We'll talk about, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. get to your song. Yeah. But. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Candace, you like boy bands more mm-hmm. than anybody I know. And so what is, why boy bands and why only NKOTB and NSYNC? Well, first, I think it's real funny that the last time I was here was The Prodigy. And yes. this time it's NSYNC and I'm super excited <laughs> because I have layers. Um, like an onion. I just, I like to dance. I think that's how it started. I like yeah. to dance. I was into the Jackson 5 when I was little. I was into Michael Jackson. It was all very important, very 80s pop dancing. So when NKOTB happened, it was like, 
a real big deal. Yeah. I mean, it was the walls were coming down. I had so many cassette tapes. I didn't know what to do with them. Yeah. Big deal. Also, it was like a really formative years of your musical interests as well. And yes. Like, like that's yeah. the time you're listening with your friends. You're going to dances. You're doing, you know, a lot of group things together. And right. And when concerts. in sync and when that whole thing in the 90s with just like all the boy bands and all the super manufactured pop groups yes um it was a huge deal an album dropped today we all have to go to the mall we all have to get one and then we have to decide which one is opening their cd in the car for the ride home somebody yes right. of, course, of course someone no has question. to open it it's a huge situation <laughs> Now, Ed, one of the aspects I find kind of consistent around boy bands is that manufactured quality. Is that a necessity to be a boy band that like a group of producers plucked you out of obscurity and put you together based on your voices or appearances or some kind of consistent styling? It's probably the most natural way that it occurs is the manufacturer. I feel like maybe you you can make the argument (laughs) that 98 Degrees being the two brothers might be one of the least manufactured of them yeah that's interesting i mean nsync didn't they there was like they were kind of manufactured but then a lot of them were already friends or something they were manufactured they it kind of started with disney i think it started Mm -hmm. with justin and then everything happened in florida where a bunch of them kind of were for work like joey was working at universal studios and they all kind of came together um and it was now it was perlman it was lou perlman so it was i mean he put a lot of those groups together yeah. and then was sued super hard yeah for doing You're taking their money and being a terrible place. yeah I, uh, i've not had very good things about it. <laughs> yeah no, not no. Good things. and if we go back to like nkotv why do i keep calling them that like an old white dude because it's so many syllables well, old old and you new are an old white dude i mean it's new kids you guys say new kids yeah if, when we go back to new kids like they were kind of manufactured but they also kind yeah. of knew each other they all grew they up did. together yeah. yeah yeah so they kind of put that thing together i mean there's there's an interesting aspect of that particular boy band going back like yes the monkeys were thrown together the jackson five like despite being siblings were didn't pretty, matter they yeah. were kind they of wanted forced into being like <laughs> i don't think they didn't have a lot of choice there was a that. machine behind them right. <laughs> yes, exactly. there was there was a force greater than so nature a nice way to describe him yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh jennifer you had read that this actually kind of comes out of the doo-wop tradition like going back to the boy band vocal group doo-wop tradition mm. well actually even earlier more the the uh, acapella barbershop quartets like in, you know when they would sing in four-part harmonies that sort of thing and then and then that kind of uh, you know it, you know that was really prominent in the 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 turn of the uh the 20th century so yeah so then it kind of went from there but they they um it does go on to say that there's been like three main times where um you know the, the boy bands were at their peak uh and they were uh their popularity what is it popularity peaked thrice in the 60s <laughs> in the 90s and then in the 2000s so it's uh yeah i mean it's 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 the genesis has been there for a long time like the seed has been there for a long time and there's been some evolution but you know i guess if you look at it not so so much yeah the you know the the themes are still the same yeah yeah it's all it's yeah. it's very but i always think about the choreography so i yeah. think that straight line standing yeah. with a yes. microphone the way we move we all move together we move <laughs> yeah. in sync yeah um, and it's usually a song about love right. it's, exactly. Yeah. exactly yeah but then that like 
that is that's how like the pips used to dance like that's exactly. the exactly. temptations you know? totally yeah. so it's and I, I hesitate to call the temptations a boy band i mean i certainly wouldn't call them a boy band they were also grown-ups they but, were men right, right. But, like, <laughs> do you men. include like would you call bebiv devoe belbiv devoe a boy band i would call them a boy band with uh, a more specific genre of music, but still hmm. a boy. I would call Boys to Men a boy band, technically. See, I really think I that, did. I did too, but yeah. you said no. Well, so I really think it's kind of like the girl group thing, mm-hmm. like that. To me, a girl group has to sing about issues that are interesting to girls, and a boy band has to sing about issues that are interesting to young girls. Like I think that that's kind of <laughs> you know my my no, favorite review of New Kids on the Block was it's an entire catalog of grown men singing songs to someone named girl, which is me. I don't know if you knew <laughs> yeah. that it's me. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, good for you. I don't know, Ed. What do you think? Like, do you think a boy band has to sing about boyhood, or can? Or can we include some of like the more hip hop based groups? I think it's, uh, I think it's more about like the topic, like, like how I would compare it. Like a romance novel has to have happily ever after a boy band has to have a song about a breakup, about a get back together, about Mm. like, like there are these beats that have to be followed. And if you, and if you you choose to follow those beats, that's like someone, someone I was talking to was like, oh, isn't Hanson a boy band? I was like, and I like put a hard stop on that. I'm like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Like that is incorrect. You are misremembering. And I don't think, I don't think Hanson is a boy band either. No. They were always a pop group to me, but also Mm -hmm. they wrote and played their own songs. Right, right. I do. I think that kind of disqualifies. I have my boy band marks that you have to hit. You want to, you want to hear? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, You have to be able to dance to it. Fast or slow. Oh, so musically, these you, are the... Okay, yes, yes, this is what makes someone a boy band in my mind. You have to be able to dance to it. Choreography, video. Very, yeah. very important. It has to be a big deal. Musicality, voice. You have to be able to actually sing since for the most part, that's all you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, your faces must end up on things like gigantic buttons and pillowcases <laughs> and weird t-shirts and like toothbrushes right and tiger beat magazine oh, yes. big pop yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's true um, and sales impact sales awards mm. yeah i mean there's really not a boy band that doesn't have a visual element oh totally you know, it's, yeah it's a very visual form there there isn't like that one boy band that likes to shoe gaze like there's they really have <laughs> I mean, to it be could pretty. be we just don't know of them and they have to do that face Oh, yeah, they do that, that smoldering stare. What's that great? I love the story of... A lot of hair gel, too. It was, oh, totally, yeah. There was one Backstreet Boys music video at the height of music videos where they were, like, in trench coats and they were walking through a, a, an airplane hangar. It was for one of the ballads. It might have been Show Me the Meaning of Being Lonely. Anyway, they're walking through. And the director of the video was like, uh, don't do the hands. Because, you know, boy bands during the 90s, they all had hand movements. You know, you had Mm -hmm. to, like, use your hands. My brother Joey couldn't sing without doing the hands. Like, it was like this thing. And so they all did the hands. And the director was like, stop doing the hands. And so that's why they're all wearing trench coats. Because you put their hands in their pockets. And if you watch, they're still doing the hands in their pockets. It's great. It's just like that aesthetic between New Kids and Backstreet, that aesthetic was so defined and repeatable and mm-hmm. recognizable in such a specific way. Ed, how do you think that aesthetic has changed today with bands like The Wanted and One Direction and, and uh, what is it, JMA or whatever is the one that came out of? The, a lot of these are British. This is a, a really British phenomenon at the moment. I love JLS. That was another JLS. consider. That I was, that was also on the docket, but I already picked an X-Factor UK artists for a girl group so i didn't want to go down that road again <laughs> um at least not so whatever uh i 
Okay, hold on. So, what was your question? I oh, it's to... just like, how has that aesthetic changed? Like, are they younger? Are they older? Are they prettier? I mean, I think the key is, I think they're more diverse. That's what I think is That's changed. true. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, is, that is my, I think there needs to be a, a boy for every girl and and boy to lust to want to be or lust after well yeah, i feel like since true. the 90s that's been the thing because okay so my group uh it's from the 60s a uh, little spoiler alert and um but i feel like that when you look at the ones from the 90s you had kind of this like little stereotype for each oh girl. yeah like you you had the you had the pretty boy you had the bad boy you had the sensitive boy you had i don't mm-hmm. know you had the the sporty guy and yeah, you had the yeah, italian the guy one who had nice <laughs> things and wore pretty jackets and sure, had a nice sure. watch yeah, yeah but and then now one you was like, like really the tough white one right. and the black one and the asian yeah, yes I was, yeah. I, when I, was, I was saying that they're more like racially diverse yeah exactly like, yes. they all have like distinct looks mm-hmm. like they're like giving you like oh like there are people who like swear by Zane or swear by Harry Styles and they're both and though they're all wrong but they're not as wrong as the people that swear by Neil or or Lewis those who are the most wrong and the people who swear by Liam are actually the correct they ones. are the most wrong but I think what I think like when I think again mostly of the 90s I think they're they they are manufacturing they they do have all these you know very distinct styles and I swear it's just so you and your girlfriends don't fight over the same one yeah. no that's that's one hundred percent true. You all like okay. If you, well, I I have him. Yeah, <laughs> he's no, if, mine. If you're going to a concert and you're trying to wear the favorite color of your guy, you can't both be in red. Yeah, like that's no, that's very important. That's so no, true. That's a, it's that's just going to fight. cause fights. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. you got to have your dude. And you got to have a backup dude. Yeah, because if there is an argument, okay, fine, I'll take whatever. Because we're <laughs> all going to meet and get married one day, right? Like that's, oh, that's exactly. Oh, we're going to get gonna we're going to right. have a joint exactly. wedding. Like it's we're going to get married on a concert stage. All five of us together. <laughs> and it's going to be beautiful. It's, be it's amazing. Epic. It's going to be amazing. Uh, yeah, that was RuPaul had that story where she was like, as a, as a little kid, they would all of her uh, friends picked a different member of the Jackson five. And she said, I picked uh, Tito because I didn't think anybody else would want him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there is something yeah. to be said for that. I mean, that's it's hedging your you bets. Know, you know, you got to hedge your bets. Uh, well, let's get Avoiding into it. Avoiding conflict. The names are in the randomizer, and let's see who's going to go first. And it's Jen. Jen, you're it's up first. Me. Well, that does make sense because I am starting with the oldest group. That's true. Not by far, though. I'm not, I'm far. not that far by, ahead of you. Oh, that's true. Okay. Well, um, since we've alluded to it already, I have picked I Want You Back, the song, however, by the Jackson 5. I know. I'm yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I want you back. This is their their first number one hit. Um, they had four number one hits uh, consecutively. And this was their first one off their first album, which was uh, Diana Ross Presents the Jackson 5. I think Michael was only, what, eight? Eight, I think eight, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Making him like the youngest star ever to, youngest artist to be on the, the Hot 100 list. Jesus. So, uh, I mean, I don't know how much history I need to give about the Jackson 5. I mean, uh, again, four brothers, uh, five brothers from Gary, Indiana. You got you got Tito, Jermaine, Jackie, Marlon, and Michael in the original Jackson 5. So why don't, we, why don't we give a listen to I Want You Back. Oh, let's always. Let's just only listen to yes. this. Let's ever. just hang out for the next, like, 35, yes. 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> over and over and over again. Thank you. 
said this on the show before. I overuse this term, but that baseline is fucking bulletproof. It oh, is. I love yeah, that, yeah. that baseline so much. It's just like, you can't not feel that. Ba- oh, it's mm-hmm. so good. So this song was written by The Corporation, which uh, wrote a lot of songs in the 60s for the Motown label. We have uh, Barry Gordy, Freddie Paris, Perrin, Alfonso Mazzelli, and uh, Deke Richards. Um, the Jackson brothers had actually formed a couple of years earlier with just Tito, Jermaine, and Jackie. And then uh, Michael and Marlon were added a couple of years later, and then they were doing a lot of talent shows in the Gary, Indiana area. So then they decided to call themselves the Jackson Five. So, um, yeah, they, they, uh, they were getting some attention. A lot of, uh, a lot of important people were uh, noticing how great they were. So uh, this was their first song and uh, their first hit. And this is uh, so... Okay, right there we've got the uh, young young men singing. Yes, I know there may be a, a, a slight pushback because, you know, Tito and Jermaine do play guitar and bass guitar. Yeah, but and it I was mostly like just time, for show. At the time, <laughs> at the time, I feel like that's acceptable because some of that is well, yeah. decade specific. And for that's what true. it's worth, they're all still standing in formation and, you know, dancing in, uh, you know, you, if you watch, you got to watch this video because the costumes are just oh, <laughs> insane. Like yeah. Michael's a little sunflower and, oh my gosh, the, the fringe and the, the, the tassel and all that stuff. So, um, and it's a song about, uh, you know, something that happens. I'm not saying it's exclusively uh, something that men or boys do, but, you know, y- <laughs> you got something good going and you think you don't need it or you think you can do some you know do better and then you see somebody else paying attention to that person and they're like no no wait come back baby i love you (laughs) there you go i mean it's it's pretty straightforward it's just you know the, the the music gets you moving almost you know, immediately, like, again, we were just, like, jamming in our chairs here. You just can't, oh, you can't not, not move. It's so good. And, um, yeah, so there's, I got my Jackson 5. Uh, I mean, this this is so good. The song is fantastic. That bass line is undeniable. The hook on this. This is, I mean, this is still, like, first first hit, first mm-hmm. song, kind yeah. of the first song, and, like, maybe the best song? Like, you got, like, this, well, and, like, ABC, Who's Loving You? Yeah, ABC I, was on ABC that. is a gimmick. Like, Aww. it's ABC it's is like very fun. Robin. It's like, super fun. It's it very is super fun. fun. I, I, yeah, you just, oh, this song is so, so money. Uh, Candace, the Jackson 5. Uh, I mean, it's hard for me to say anything bad because I love yeah. the Jackson 5 and I love Michael Jackson just so very he's much. He's so adorable. Uh, he's just, he's just perfection and I'm still sad. Um, my only, you know, I think against it would be possibly the instruments. Um, but I think it's a really great song, mm-hmm. and I'm. Yeah, like, so, there's really nothing. I mean, nothing I can bad, bad I can say about it. Right. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I don't really think this is a boy band for a couple of reasons. One, uh, because uh, you know there are, there is some instruments there. Uh, two, they don't take turns. That's an that essential is, element of a boy that band. That is true. Yeah, well, they have to take musical vocal turns, and this song is pretty much all. Michael. It's mostly Michael, but Marlon does sing too. Mar- yes, Marlon does the does the there's a, yes. well they take they kind of jump in in the bridge a little right bit, exactly you know, so Jermaine's on the bridge he definitely bit. does and again you know some you know somewhat based on what you were saying about you know um, musicality choreography and all that stuff 
they've got that hands down. But also, according to the wiki page, although the term boy band is mostly associated with groups from the 90s onward, the earliest predecessors format were groups such as the Jackson 5, the Osmonds, and the Monkees, which helped form the template for boy bands. Boom. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Says this this Wikipedia page, which I swear I did not write this morning. (laughs) It's awesome. And what do you think about uh, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5? It's a great song. Um, I... My only my only uh, complaint is that I feel like, although it is, it's like, it was like the formation of the concept of the boy band, but it wasn't the actual boy band. Like that that's like like when I think of boy band, like the Jackson Five is not coming up in my thoughts. I I apologize, and that that is my only gripe against. No, it. don't apologize. I I mean yeah, but, I I don't when we when you said the Jackson Five is a boy band, I'm like, are they though? Like I really had to wrap my head around matching that. costumes. They dance in unison. No, they do. They do dance no, in so unison. I still don't say in sync. I, if we were doing Motown, you should though. <laughs> you should because when I, I know. again just bringing up New Kids on the Block. They were, I think, the last boy band that kind of hailed back to this kind of boy band style because they did very much sing with a microphone. They did yeah. a lot of their just very line choreography. Mm-hmm. There were nothing like NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys. Right. Nothing much more. like NSYNC. Sorry, the Backstreet Boys. But, yeah. um, <laughs> and so I do, I do see that, mm-hmm. that very period specific way of right. being a boy band. I can, I can see that. Right. Huh? Yeah. All right. Well, that is uh, Jennifer's pick for this week. I want you back. By the Jackson 5. Uh, according to uh, the randomizer, I'm up next, which is funny because we're kind of going in chronological order. Uh-huh. This makes uh, sense. Which would have been just a couple years. What is this? What year was the 69. Six, oh, okay. And no. Michael was 11, actually. 11? I take that back. He was 11 by the time this came out. Oh, and okay. he was, yes. Well, fun fact. Still the youngest artist. I'm mm-hmm. three years before you, actually. Oh. So 1966. Wow. Uh, 1966, we're going to go all the way back to the monkeys uh the monkeys i was obsessed with the monkeys as a kid i know that should be a surprise to no one <laughs> uh the monkeys were assembled by bob raffleson uh they were the not the original assembled group but uh, they were certainly one of those first ones uh he wanted to make a tv show and for the tv show he needed a pop group and in order to get a pop group he pulled a bunch of kids together uh and he they did casting and they put together four guys uh and you know, you've obviously got Davy Jones, uh, who, God rest his soul, Davy Jones is just one of the great pop vocalists. He's so great. Michael Nesmith, um, who was kind of the thinker of the group. Peter Tork, who really just wanted to play jazz. And Mickey Dolenz, uh, who was kind of the goofy Dave Coulier of the band. That's how I, remember. That's how I used to think wow. of him as a kid. He was the Dave Coulier. Uh, fun thing about Mickey Dolenz, he was uh, the most musically talented of the band. Mm-hmm. Wrote a lot of the latter songs, some of their hits. Um, and also uh, really wanted to be in a punk band. So he always, he drove them towards things like Stepping Stone, right? Okay. Which was kind of like a little bit louder and faster. They were essentially a televised version of the Beatles. Like Bob mm-hmm. Raffleson was like, I want to do an American Beatles. I'm going to put four of them together just to be safe. I'm going to add a British one because why not? And uh, and I'm going to call them the Monkees. I'm going to misspell the name M-O-N-K-E-E-S just like the Beatles. The Beatles. And their first hit was a little ditty called Last Train to Clarksville. Last Train to, Car- Last Train to Clarksville was written by Boyce and Hart. They also wrote the Monkees theme song. That was their other big oh, claim to fame, Boyce okay. and Hart. Uh, they were, you know, just some journeyman, brill-building songwriters of the time in the in the mid to late 60s. Uh, and uh, they wrote a, the theme to 
Days of Our Lives, I think, was also one of their big hits. Oh, my gosh. But uh, let's just go ahead and dive in. Last Change of Clarksville, if you wanted to rip off the Beatles, you cannot do it better than this song. <laughs> this is Last Train to Clarksville by the Monkees. Take the last train to Clarksville and I'll meet you at the station. You can be here by 4.30 because I've made your reservation. Don't be slow. Mickey Dolan sings lead on this song. Uh, is this the best monkey song? No. Um, it comes from the first record, which is not their best record, but it's probably their most fun, like easy to consume record. Mm-hmm. Why did I pick this song? Because they don't play the instruments on this song. Not even the tambourine? The, uh, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It sounded like Davy. Sound like Davy <laughs> on the tambourine. It was very specific. <laughs> uh, Boys and Heart, bet, actually most of their uh, most of the Monkees songs were played by the Wrecking Crew, but this particular song was actually played by Boyce and Hart's um, studio band. Oh. So they did the the music on this one, but they only sang on it, which is why you can't disqualify this one for me bringing a band <laughs> that plays the instruments. I mean, when you're talking boy band, I can't think this is this is the first boy band that I think of is the Monkees. They were manufactured. They were only brought together because they looked good on television they did music videos like that was essentially a 30 minute music video every week that was just one long satire of a hard day's night yeah (laughs) i mean and and i will say like the monkeys did live on to be a pretty solid band i mean they did they went through their weird kind of psychedelic period Mm -hmm. uh with porpoise portis porpoise uh, oh. their, that like strange movie they made. Right. Uh, th- they, they did a lot of drugs at the time. They all turned out to be pretty decent musicians in the end. Like mm-hmm. once you get to the third record, the song I really wanted to do was Daydream Believer. Right. But that song they actually played all the instruments on. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so I couldn't do that. You one. knew you were going to get hammered again for that. <laughs> My favorite fun fact about this one Clarksville is not an actual place. They just thought it sounded cool. It does sound cool. Does they sound weren't cool. wrong. And yeah. this song is kind of about, you know, kind of in that Vietnam War, like, I'm leaving, so see me before I go. It's kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of in that ecosystem. I just think it's super fun. And I kind of wanted to have the conversation about are the monkeys a boy band? I think definitively the monkeys are the original boy band. Ed, what do you know about the monkeys? What do you think? I mean, I think you should have went with Daydream Believer. I would not have. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think. I'm. I'm wondering what's the difference here, and I'm thinking, it's. Is it that there's a? I can see the modern day analog of the monkeys in One Direction. Oh, for I, sure. And I and I can't see the and I can't see the modern day analog of the Jackson Five. So 
So maybe maybe that's yeah. where I'm coming having a problem here. Well, I think or, the thread of the Jackson Five li- leads through like New Jack Swing, Belle Biv DeVoe, like straight up to you know right. the kind of like all African American R and B groups of today, of which there aren't that many at the moment. There's actually a really good French one called They. You should look them up. T H E period. Uh, but yeah, I can totally I totally agree though, Ed. I think the the thread of the monkeys leads directly to One Direction. Candace. <laughs> We both just simultaneously went to speak. Um, I That's interesting that you say that, Ed, because I see the threat of the monkeys all the way through like Big Time Rush. Am I yeah. the only person in the room who knows who Big Time Rush is? No, you're absolutely okay, right. Good. I absolutely. know who they are, but not. They, yeah, they had a TV show exactly. and they and they actually tour and now Five they have like summer, cruises. Like, there's a whole thing right there. Yeah. yeah, and they're adorable and they're funny and their show is this kind of campy, ridiculous, situational mm-hmm parody of everything in his life and it's adorable it's <laughs> and they're super cute and and they are much more diverse and they they are more of like the modern monkeys yeah yeah that's and true. you would call them a boy band then totally okay yeah big time rush was a super yeah. boy band yeah. yeah that's good interesting um jennifer the monkeys well and it's funny because okay so i grew up watching the monkeys too thought they were super fun and silly but because i watched the show and they were always kind of, you know, there were four guys who lived together and played in a band together. I never got the same concept of like the modern day boy band. Like, ah. and I always thought they were much older. I didn't realize, like, okay, when this was done, they were twenty one and twenty four. I was like, oh, okay, well, they're still, you know, on the younger side. So that it like it does interesting i thought davy was even younger than that but now yeah no he and um i think he and peter were the same age and i always had a crush on peter like davy was cute as could be but like i kind of (laughs) i kind of liked the 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 dorky one which makes a lot of sense interesting (laughs) before yeah i see the threat of that Uh, yes that is wow yeah ed did the monkeys uh, uh, exist in your ecosystem have you ever seen the tv show before I never seen the TV show ever. Uh, um, the the monkeys to me are a uh, cover a group that it gets covered on singing shows and okay. usually daydream believer. Yeah, yeah. That's, well, yeah. and then you've got I'm a believer, which was kind oh, of yeah, inescapable yeah, when yeah. Smash Mouth did it in the nineties. Oh yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. early two thousands. Uh, before we leave the monkeys, if you want to draw the line where the monkeys were the Beatles, then you had New Kids on the Block, and there was a show called The Guys Next Door. Do you ever see that, oh, Candace? Oh, God. Guys Next Door. It sounds... What, I need more. Look it up on YouTube. It was essentially the monkeys to... Uh, the the monkeys to New Kids on the Block. And it was a totally manufactured group of guys. And every episode was kind of a goofy, like, uh, uh, variety show of these four guys that lived in a house. And they played in a boy band. And they're all, all their songs were kind of serious and kind of not. They but I found like- them super entertaining when I was... 12. Did they perform at the Max in uh, Saved by the Bell? Because they, they totally they look, should have. They look like they could have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm looking at them now and they're, everything about their. Whoa, wait, that's different. Yeah. That is that's not, a different not guy not next door. Okay. Yeah. Jennifer's nope. on Dude, Google. Oh, nope, that was a movie, not the TV show. Oh, was that the JLo movie? <laughs> no. Oh, that, not the, that's, that's the, the boy, boy next, next door. door. Yeah. The boy next that's, door. That's yeah. a terrible movie. Um, Wow. Yes, you should look that Education up. I find them, their their big hit, quote unquote, was called "Were the Guys Next Door," uh, and then they had another song I remember as a child called "Bad Hair Day," which wow. was a very which is something everyone can relate to. Exactly, yeah, very relatable to the guys next door. They never quite took off. That's so funny. Um, 
Well, that is my pick. Last, last train to Clarksville. Man, I can't talk tonight. Uh, from the <laughs> Monkees, let's turn it over to you, Ed. Ed, what did you bring for Boy Band Week? As I said originally, I was considering Backstreet Boys Larger Than Life, which is a solid, solid track. But I, I want to point out in the, with, with my choice that the boy band is alive and well to this day and has been, I think, overtaken by the amazing production of the Koreans. <laughs> and, like, you cannot, like, you could say things, but you cannot say that their production is is flawed. They they slay the choreography. They they, they get enough shots in. Like um, like there is no there is no <laughs> unsynchronous movements allowed. They have to redo the whole the whole video. <laughs> so, so so I want to go with a modern choice to show that the boy band is live and well. And I went with Monster X, and I went with uh, Hero. And and in choosing this choice, I came to the realization that I think I like dubstep more than the average person like that's what i that's what, that's what this podcast has taught me i think i genuinely like to me like it has the glitch it has the dubstep it has the inflections of jazz in it that are just they're just like filling space like i'm all about it so let's listen to hero by monster X. okay man. let's go So yeah, talk about taking turns. This band is seven people and they each get a verse. <laughs> and watching the video is kind of funny because they are a very dip, like diplomatic band. Everybody gets a turn on this <laughs> band. So this is Monster X. Ed, tell us a little about this band. Uh, they are a Korean band that premiered in 2015. This was their first hit. Apparently that's like a trend with boy bands. Like it's like the first, like the first to hit. Otherwise, I guess the manufacturing falls apart. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and they technically, because the Korean um, music market is so uh, very different and it's full of like, like they people can't just sit around waiting for albums every two years. Like that would be the death of you as a, as a <laughs> band in Korea. So I've noticed this, this trend where it's all about the mini album EP thing where and then it's like all about this every three months six month releases so so they have officially only released one album but have released i think like four or five eps and it just it's just very and they've only been around since 2015 so that's pretty that's pretty uh efficient (laughs) of them so hero hero fits the boy band mold because it's saying it's a it's a song to young girls uh that like i'm gonna be your hero i'm gonna be your man i'm gonna be the wolf that fights for you that's essentially the main point of the song 
when reading the translation. And as I said, <laughs> they 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 are their their dance moves are solid. I find the music is exciting to me. It's fun. The melody is strong, and I always love a good whoa. Like I mean, who doesn't like that? So so like this this is giving me everything I want in a band. So there you go. This is a fun song. Like I, I don't know what they're talking about, but I don't. Which is funny for you, Ed, because you're usually like one of the more lyrically focused of us. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, that's. I think that's why I like foreign music sometimes because I don't know, so I can just focus on the melody. <laughs> that's that's totally valid. I like that. I mean, this sound. This sounds like stuff. This. I imagine you listen to this all the time. Like the the that synthy sound. It sounds like a Russian video game. It's you know it's it it. it it's repetitive and it's you know it just keeps going and going and going and going just just as a, an aside is there another russian video game than tetris i don't know <laughs> i mean there has to be there, there has to be, be right but, but it does doesn't it sound like in that? russia There's... video game plays you it's, it's glitchy <laughs> it's, it's what she's trying to say yeah it, it feels that, glitchy yes it has that glitchy but it, it has also that little has, like like what another thing that i really sound. like about j-pop k-pop is they like they like have no regard for like the places that saxophones belong, and I love it <laughs> because, like, I think an American boy band be like, "Oh, I don't want a saxophone in my track," but like they they have no regard for it. So they're like, "Yeah, just put it in there. Why not? It fills space. It sounds good." That's amazing. Like, that's like one of the things back. I love about Kotakumi is because she like she puts uh, electric guitar with saxophones, like whatever. So <laughs> so there you go. It's that's like the eighties all over again. Yeah, uh, Candace, um, as as our resident boy band expert, That's what so do you funny. think about this as being like a, a modern boy band song? It, it totally is. It totally is. Um, I like it. I really like it. I, I am into the the K-pop, J-pop situation. I if I will just go for hours on Spotify and just zone out <laughs> and do my stuff and jam. Um, so I I love it. I do wish I knew what they were saying, yeah. uh, but that doesn't matter because music is universal. So <laughs> you know feels good it feels good yeah if the beat is right you yeah. you, you you know it evokes the feeling that it's supposed to music is like a smile there you go yeah yeah, yeah. this is a they're a south korean band they were formed on a tv show called no money no no mercy i was gonna say they have like, money now i hope like, uh, <laughs> and they later participated in another tv show south korean tv show called show me the money the, yeah that's a, <laughs> the, there's like a really a network to like like there's weekly idol which is a which is apparently some program in Korea. Like like they're like they want they are thirsty for boy bands and girl groups and they are and the Korean and Japanese market are willing to foster those people. Well yeah, there's so. a there's a machine around the K pop movement actually. It's like there it's it's like a dorm, like almost a college that you get accepted into. You go live in the dorms and then this government run government run agency decides like, hey, we're gonna do a punk version, a militaristic version, one with a bunch of cute girls, one with some older girls, and they just go into the dorms and cherry pick the four or five and then they become a band. And and it's this whole there's a, an amazing article you can find. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. I'll, I'll find an art. I'll find a, and put a link for it on the website. Um, but this amazing article about like how K-pop works as an industry. And it is just the, a total, like you, you're famous as long as you're able to make hits. Mm-hmm. And then they have like, what's the band AKB 47 or something, which is like, there's 40 girls in the group. 
And when you buy the record, there's like playing cards uh, for each of the girls and you send in which one is your favorite and then they get to stick around and then like girls get kicked out and new girls get added. It's this whole machine Interesting. around K-pop. It sounds like that episode of Black Mirror. Oh, with the ratings? Where with everybody the bikes. Gets, oh, with the bikes. With the oh, bikes. That's, that's dark. It's really dark. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, that's, it's like when you describe them like plucking them out of their dorm rooms and like... Dance, monkey, dance. Perform for me. It's it's a very terrifying episode. That's that's when the guy from Get Out met Lady Sybil. I know. My luscious Lady Sybil. Mm. Love her so much. All right. right. Well, anyway, (laughs) we went off in the weeds on that one. That's interesting. So this is Ed's pick, Monster X, uh, and their song, Hero. Uh, Let's turn it over to the guest to bring it home. Candace, it's boy band week. You're our resident expert. I'm just going to keep t- calling I'm you that until it sticks. Fine with that. Uh, what did you bring? I brought for, uh, boy band week. I want you back by NSYNC. Uh, not on purpose. Uh, it just kind of worked out that way. Accidentally. I, I ended up on I Want You Back because there's so many. I mean, if if someone else had brought Backstreet Boys, especially if someone had brought Backstreet's back, I would have chosen Bye 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 because those are same size songs well, they were that could more. like those totally songs were they were at, totally that clearly calling sense. each other out yeah those um, were obviously like shots across the bow yeah well <laughs> since since no one else chose like an obvious boy band so <laughs> i figured it best to go with i want you back which is amazing and was their first single uh yeah so let's hear again it. let's hear it and then i'll give some all stats of, we brought all first stats. this is kind of nice I, yeah uh wrong i want you back oh <laughs> Just give us the stats. Oh, all right, the stats. Ooh. Uh, so it was first released in Germany. They got big in Germany and the UK first, which was kind of typical at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it rose in Germany real fast. They did a whole German and UK tour before they even came here and released it here. Uh, when they released it here in 98, um, it was big fast. I think it was uh, number 13 on the Billboard 100. And the album sales weren't great. But they then did the Disney concert special. There it is. Which is very important, not just because Joey's awesome purple velvet pants, but just like in general, it's great. I have it on VHS. Um, (laughs) But after that came out within two weeks, the album, which I think debuted at 84 on the 200 list, jumped to like nine or something like that. Um, So I think it's very indicative of 
how all of those pieces are important. It was the way they looked. It was the way they danced. And the truth is, NSYNC danced harder and better than any other boy band that has ever existed. I've seen them live <laughs> five times, four or five times. Um, and they they don't quit. I mean, the fact that they're able to move and dance and actually sing, because they are, is astounding. It really is amazing. And I highly recommend Googling the Disney concert. <laughs> Which, a fun I, fact. I just want to like look at those pants right now. Oh, it's... It's so good. Oh, the parachute <laughs> pants? Oh, the pants from the Disney special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, that concert was actually supposed to go to Backstreet Boys. But I think it's Brian, the one who has a heart issue. Mm-hmm. He had surgery, and they had to cancel. So they flipped it and put in sync in. <laughs> and it's a big deal because, like, things happen <laughs> at the right time. She's looking wow, at the those picture. those pants. Those are pants. Oh, oh it's so good. Goodness. It's so good, and they dance so so well, I all I did this morning was watch in <laughs> sync videos. I w- rewatched this video, which is great, and I just don't think there's any any argument that says this isn't the best of these boy band songs. <laughs> just, I can't imagine what that would be. Okay, so two questions. Uh-huh. Uh, or answer in order, any order you wish. First question: Why in sync and not Backstreet Boys? And two: What is Chris's deal? <clears throat> Uh, I think Chris's deal is that he's a little bit older than the rest of the guys. Um, he does look like he's trying so he's hard. Trying so he is way too hard. He has a great soprano voice and he has a great falsetto, which I think is why he's there. He's not mm. the best dancer. He's he's a little bit older. Um, he definitely rounds out their sound. But I, what's his deal, dude? I can't with the hair. I don't know. I can't tell you. With his spider hair, there's yep. nothing. Yeah. I guess it was a hip, and I'm sure someone loved it. There was one chick in every group of chicks who was super into Chris and his hair. Um, and the other, why in sync? Because they just, they grabbed me. Backstreet Boys didn't grab me, man. They weren't, they weren't entertaining enough. Like, yeah. their voices were okay. Their dance moves were subpar and a waste of my time. Um, their videos were okay, but they didn't have everything. And there's one song that always makes me tell people in sync is awesome. Which is um, I Thought She Knew, which is one of their acapella songs. It's on the No Strings Attached album. Um, And it's vocally amazing. And when you put that with their performance and how they are live and how they dance, how could they not be fucking better? They're just better. (laughs) I mean, JT did come out of this, so... JT came out. I mean, it, uh, right. Wait, but Nick Carter came out of the Backstreet Yeah, Nick so what Car- are you trying to who? say? I, the, the train wreck that is Nick Carter. Is <laughs> that sorry. what you're getting at? <laughs> Talk about that man who's had every chance. I, like no. every two years, he gets a new chance. Yeah. And he still does it. Mm. Um, I, I was, as much as I cared, quite frankly, I definitely found NSYNC more entertaining. Yeah. I always felt it was because um, NSYNC took themselves, or Backstreet Boys took themselves extremely seriously, and NSYNC took themselves just seriously enough. Wait, no, they were fun. They definitely, their videos and, and their live performance definitely had a sense of, you could be friends with these guys, and they're fun, and look at them being silly, and also let me break it down real slow for you, and sing this ballad, <laughs> and remember that I love you, girl. And then also let's go have like a summer party and like play with pillows like yeah (laughs) there's something also a little bit cuddlier about nsync versus backstreet boys backstreet boys is like severe they're they're intimidating and there's like you know like like we said earlier you know there there was one who appealed to everybody I did guy. see Nick Carter at Tiffany's in, in Beverly Hills once. <laughs> he did not look good. No, it, whenever you see Nick Carter in the wild, he looks like he's 
like oh, still he, hung over from coming, something that happened in 98. He's coming mm-hmm. off of a bender. He's probably been gone for a couple of days and he's picking up something pretty to smooth the waters before right. going home. Yes. I really think that's what was happening. This was yeah. not. I used to see AJ at the Beverly Center all the, or no, at the Grove all the time. And uh, he would, he uh, and his wife would cut in front of me in line at the Starbucks, which was kind of like, I was new enough to Los Angeles to where that was novel. So I'd be kind of like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ed, uh, NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? Backstreet Boys. <gasps> Ooh, tell us why. Okay, and then tell us which one. Oh, yeah, who's your favorite? Ooh, he's thinking now. He's got to think about I don't, that. I don't really, I don't know if I have a, I think is Brian's a choice, right? That, I yes, that Brian is, is yes, a Brian choice. Brian is a choice. Okay, that that is that is who I recall without without <laughs> having going any deeper. I think it's Brian. And why Backstreet Boys? Um, I like when people take themselves seriously. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Like I always kind of feel like Insic was like a bit of a was like not like like in this video I was watching. I want you back. I was like eh, like this does not have the budget or the seriousness of Larger Than Life. Well, they shot it in Sweden. It was their first, yeah, the, Sweden or Norway or something <laughs> like that. It was like their first video, but, and it was super yeah, the, the, 1996. The I Want You Back video is not a good judge of what they became. It's a good and judge not, of the time. You are correct, yeah. but, uh, but that's that's sort of my point. Is like I think not only is this not a song that should win, it's not even the best in sync song. If you're going to go up-tempo, <laughs> oh. you, can go, you can go Bye Bye Bye, It's Going to Be Me. You can go Pop. If you want to go down-tempo, you can go Tearing Up My Heart. And like to me, I'm like, I want you back. It's like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. The vocal harmonies are there. <laughs> it's solid. But Backstreet Boys is superior. Although it's not irrelevant to this conversation. I just don't think that I want you back is the right choice for this. Well, that, that's fair. It's a valid point because yeah. I would have had the same question. Like, right. No Strings Attached was well, the record that everybody See, no, knew. No like, I knew that one first. Huge. Yeah, yeah, it was, was huge. It was definitely their best selling album. But I Want You Back very quickly, like in sync, exposed bloated and they sold so many albums and they this song with not for this song there wouldn't have been no no strings attached (laughs) and everything else so i think it's extremely important of look out not quickly and easily but like Mm -hmm. look at nsync drop one track their first track and blow up and then continue to blow up for like six years and every album is amazing i think worldwide the estimate is they this album sold like 15 million something whatever mm-hmm. worldwide they've sold something like 33 million etc i mean Jesus. they are huge and they got huge so fast and i think it's because this song was just I, you know how you th- i always think like what if someone dropped a different single first how would their whole career have been different this song made their entire career that's a good point i i mean this is definitely of all the of all the songs tonight the most definitive if you were to say like pick a boy band song oh, yeah. they'd be like NSYNC obviously totally. like and so I'll give it that just in case in case you're curious uh Joey was my guy oh, his Joey. favorite color is red um I bet you can guess who I would have I oh he's he's so Italian <laughs> I had um my mom he's the, a baby in that video too oh, the baby for the, the video oh, yeah. for the song he's the almost hair. unrecognizable yeah he's a yeah baby. no facial hair um I had like my mom made me custom pajamas that had a heart in the top that said candy and joey uh my friends and I were so into in sync that we would like I did a play and I got flowers from mrs timberlake to mrs fatone and like i still have the note from marissa in like my wow my scrapbook. um my dad photo well not photoshop at the time right but like he <laughs> he did this thing um where he put my face from like 
homecoming my freshman year of high school into a picture of like a from the newspaper with Joey and it was like we were both in the picture together like it was ridiculous hilarious and we actually went to a concert and we decorated my car we my 95 (laughs) firebird I was 17 was covered in posters honk if you love and sink like just streamers we actually went that far is this when you stalked them back to their hotel different concert oh different concert that was we did stalk them and then we got lost and we didn't have cell phones i had to find a pay phone and call my mom like i'm in rosemont somewhere i don't know where the hell i am good times good times i did you see sure shot which was a reality show on vh1 from about five or six years ago where they brought back chris the lead singer of lfo uh the nick lachey's brother and the lead and kind of the main guy from color me bad and they were like we're gonna make you all famous again and they tried to like recreate a boy band with this group of people i did not i remember hearing about it and i couldn't bring myself to watch it it was kind of sad yeah because part part of it was chris was like i don't really need this like every time they'd go to him they'd have like a mini tiff and he would be like I don't need this. Like, I have so much money. Oh, yeah. And then the guy from LFO was literally dying. He had leukemia and he passed away like a year later. So he was literally dying. The guy from Color Me Bad, essentially every scene would be his wife calling him and saying, please don't drink, please don't drink, please don't drink. And then Drew Lachey was just kind of like, yeah, guys, thanks for calling. Um, You know, I didn't have anything else going on today. It's a really weird show. Oh, yeah, I could not. I can't watch it. That's sad. And I I do... I guess the reason NSYNC is so awesome, I think a good example is the 2013 reunion at the VMAs. Speaking of like bringing people together unexpectedly. People were very excited about um, that, yes. I have, I, I stood up. <laughs> I yeah. freaked out. I recorded it. Duh. Um, yeah, I did. I freaked out for the like two minutes. They were there mm-hmm. singing with, with Justin. Um, and then the best part was the... Um, all of the reaction videos that popped up online yeah. the next day of people basically men taking videos of their girlfriends <laughs> like losing their minds freaking out i mean yeah. that, i think that's just a really good indi- like that's how amazing they are that like globally speaking they got together and sang together for two minutes and the world freaked out mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, that is uh, our picks for Boy Band Week. And now we're going to go around the circle. And uh, everybody's going to get one last chance for why you should vote for them and make them a winner. Uh, and uh, everybody who loses, um, they don't. They can only listen to BB Mac. That's your punishment. <laughs> this wow. week. BB Mac is good. BB Mac is good. <laughs> they had a song. Okay, you can, you can only listen to Evan and Jaren. That's, oh, that's yeah, your that's punishment. Not, that's, not. that's terrible. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with Jennifer. Jennifer, you want to make one last pitch for why people should vote for you? I want you back by the Jackson 5. Okay. This song features young Michael's voice at his absolute purest and finest. You cannot deny he was not an amazing, incredible talent. They're a group of brothers. They they sing well. They 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 dance well. They wear funky costumes together. So yes, I'm still, I'm I'm confident that this is like the original boy band. Even though yours was uh, now <laughs> ten years a couple of years earlier. And um, yeah, again, uh, his song came out. Michael Jackson was eleven. It was his 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 first song and uh first number one hit and from there we all know what amazing music he made so there you go oh that's that's jennifer's pick for this week uh, i want you back by the jackson five i'm up next my pick is of course 
not Daydream Believer. It is last trained to Clarksville by the Monkees. Uh, the Monkees were the original boy band. If you want to vote for the original boy band, vote for the Monkees. <laughs> Even if you don't want to vote for the Monkees, go back and listen to the Monkees. Like, the Monkees... There's something so like, yeah, they were manufactured, but they were manufactured by the best songwriters of the time. Their first couple records are some of the greatest Brill building song writing you can find. I mean, uh, uh, Pleasant Valley Sunday, like that song is magic. <laughs> so good. Daydream Believer, come on. Uh, even I'm a Believer holds up, even, you know, written by Neil Diamond, even after getting destroyed by Smash Mouth. Um, they were just such a crystal band you go back and listen to the monkeys they will make you happy they will make you so happy that you will want to vote for the monkeys for best boy band on the show this week ed uh please tell people why they should vote for your song monster x hero you by monster vote, x you should vote for monster x because it's a solid song with solid choreography and a and like and it's like it's a vote it's not only a vote for monster x but it's a vote for the future of boy bands and, and showing boy bands they have a place in our world still today <laughs> i thought it was really up for jeopardy so i don't so maybe this isn't really anything on the line but the song is fun it's like good to dance to and yeah that's pretty much that's like and yeah that's all i got to say about it it is super fun. I will give you that. You brought a super fun song this week. I was kind of like, I don't want to say dreading, but I was like, oh, let's see where this goes. And I was like, oh, this is really fun. I like this song a lot. It's a good pick this week. And last but not least, Candice, do you want to uh, tell the listeners why we're going to lose? Uh, well, I guess for voters, if you want to vote for, I mean, like an actual boy band situation, you probably want to vote for this song. Uh I mean, you're voting for everything that we all know and love in our hearts as a boy band in the United States in 2017. If we're looking at it, it is its choreography, its its personality, its style, its music about love and heartbreak and all of these these things that you can put into a music video in a super romantic you know, perfumey, addy kind of way. And, that's, and, and, you know, someone who has, they've done all the things they're on. This song was a huge deal. They're on all of the merchandise. They sold millions and millions of records and actual boy band song. That is uh, Candace's pitch for her song. Also, I want you back, but in this case by NSYNC. Uh, well, now it's up to you, dear listeners to tell us who you think had the best boy boy band song this week uh to vote go to our website at beatdownpodcast.podbean.com that's beatdownpodcast.podbean.com you can also find us on twitter at beatdownpod on facebook at beatdownpodcast and you can email me at beatdownpodcast at gmail.com and let us know what you think is the best boy band song that you heard this week and let us know about all the songs that we forgot because i'm sure we forgot a lot of them uh they probably weren't story of my life by one direction uh so anyway <laughs> before we go candace if people want to find you online where should they go uh you can find me in pretty much all the places at candy presents that's candy with an i candy with an i jennifer where can people find you i'm at twitter and instagram at jenny be creative and that's jenny with an i yeah, there it is oh it's a twinsies <laughs> yeah. uh and the letter b let's not forget that letter b uh ed where can people find you online you can find me at Edward Giordano, E-D-W-A-R-D-G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. Um, but caveat, Big Brother 19 is starting within two weeks. Flee now. 
<laughs> and you can find me on all the things at Josh Burnell, B-U-R-N-E-L-L. This is probably the last time I'll ever mention it on the show, but I have a movie called Boone the Bounty Hunter. I wrote it. You can buy it at Walmart. We bought it at Walmart yesterday, you we guys. We cleared out the shelf. We bought oh, yeah. every copy at Walmart. So you can't buy it at the Walmart in, in Burbank, North Hollywood. Right. Burbank. In Burbank. But you can buy it at a Walmart near you, I assume. <laughs> uh, but you should. Uh, that is it for us. We'll be back next week, and we will talk to you then. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Beatdown is a production of us and is recorded in the office attached to our garage. Our theme song is Optimism by the Numbers by Brian Lerner and used with his permission. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find the show. The music clips we discuss in this podcast are used in compliance with the U.S. Copyright Act, fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. If you want to listen to the songs we talked about this week in their entirety, visit us on Twitter at BeatdownPod, online at BeatdownPodcast.com, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash BeatdownPodcast. <laughs>